The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. Now Brad Underwood says let's go. Frazier dribbles, backs away with three, going to have to shoot it with two, a long, long three. Oh, oh, he got it! He got it! And that's going to end the half and listen to the roar! Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip-off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for fighting Illini basketball. Almost a five count, lob, intercepted by Nichols. He takes it away, fast break the other way, layup is good! And the crowd on his feet at a timeout Northwestern. Rebound on the floor, grabbed out of there and cleared by Felice. Coast to coast, off the glass, got it to go down, counted and he's fouled. Now, from our Illini Game Day studios in Champaign, here's your host, Scott Beatty. You never need extra storylines for the Bragging Rights game. But that's what we have tonight to make this one even juicier. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. I'm Scott Beatty alongside Lauren Tate. Tonight, the 38th annual Bragging Rights ball game in St. Louis as the Illini at 4-7 and seven take on the Missouri Tigers, who are 7-3. and three. How you doing, everybody? I'm Scott along with Lauren Tate. Mr. Tate, take your pick. You have the rivalry. You have... Five wins in a row for Illinois. You have Mark Smith in the opponent's jersey tonight. You have two others that were committed to play for Illinois who are in the opponent's jerseys. This has there? I don't think there's ever been anything quite like this. It is a rivalry that is really unmatched across college basketball. There's plenty of great rivalries, but most of them are in conferences. This is a non-conference rivalry with a split crowd at the Enterprise Center in St. Louis, where we're going to head in a few minutes. We'll check in with Dion Thomas and also get you the coach's corner a little bit later on. And you know what? Frankly, these two teams are not having stellar years, but there's all kinds of buzz about it anyway. Well, of course, when you have a player that plays for one team one year and plays for a different team the next year, and then you have that lingering question of, my goodness, how did he get a, a waiver? What did he say to get a waiver? What did they use to get that waiver? Hostile environment where yeah. the, was the he phrase. He must have been mistreated. Mark Smith, of course, Mr. Basketball, a couple of years ago out of Edwardsville, Illinois, played last year for the Illini. Scored 11 points in this ball game, and then uh, now is playing for the Missouri Tigers, leading the SEC in three-point shooting at the 47% clip. And the sophomore now for the Tigers is their second leading scorer with 11.7 points per ball game. Of course, the Illini will also have to worry about Jeremiah Tillman, who was committed to play for the Illini before John Gross got fired. He's averaging 11 points a ball game, 6.6. Missouri coming off a victory over Xavier. They won that ball game 71-56 and probably their most complete ball game of the year. And Tillman had a career day with 23 points. Well, without a doubt, that was Tillman's best game. It was one of Smith's best games, and uh, it was Missouri's best game. So can they put back-to-back games like that together? Was there something about the defense that Xavier played that they definitely couldn't handle uh, uh, Tillman inside? 
that was apparent from the, the way that Missouri came down and suddenly found out that they had something in the post, and then they started feeding him in the post, which in some games previously they hadn't done that to that extent. And he was only averaging nine points a game going into that. Well, he poured in 23, and uh, he's a good one. He's, he's developed. Brad Underwood says he's going to be a pro. I think most people thought that. And this ball game seems more often than not brings about a lot of dramatic and tight finishes. There's been some lopsided games down the well, years. Well, Illinois has been as fortunate in this series as, uh, as they were unfortunate in the football series with Missouri <laughs> in St. Louis, which they lost all six. But in this case, they've won 14 out of the last 18. they got a five-game winning streak now, had a nine-game winning streak earlier. Um, you can't explain these things. It's just that uh, Illinois seems to have the edge on them. And there's just a little extra buzz, too, because speaking of football, Illinois gets the transfer standout wide receiver from Miami in Jeff Thomas, who is from the St. Louis area. And so who was rumored to be going to Missouri just a week ago. Now, that's a rumor. Yeah. And, and, and we, were ta- we heard, first of all, that he was leaving Miami. Then we heard that maybe Illinois was going to get him. Then we're getting the reports that, no, he's going to go to Missouri. And then all of a sudden, bango. Illinois wound up with him. Now, Illinois fans are relishing that, and he's going to make a push to be eligible for the fall in the 2019 season. So there's just – obviously, that's outside of basketball specifically, but it's just a little bit more in this That's why we need the transcript from Mark Smith, because then Thomas could use the same thing. (laughs) You just replace (laughs) the words. Yeah, just claim whatever you want. Basketball, put in football. I was mistreated. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Off and running here on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management voted number one in the People's Choice Awards. The 38th edition of the Bragging Rights in St. Louis tonight, tip-off at 7 p.m., maybe a few ticks after. And we will come back with more on Fighting Illini Game Day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. That is the key. Get it into Anderson right away. Into Bardo. Back it comes to Gill. Kendall underneath to Smith. Layup is good by Larry Smith. 87-84. One second. The game is over. Illinois has won. Illini win. Illini win. Illini win. There is bedlam on this court. Illinois maintains this mastery over Missouri. 87-84 in a sensational game. That was 30 years ago, 1988, and the 87-84 victory, the Flying Illini year of bragging rights. Lauren Tate, I suspect you were right there watching that one. Yeah, I I think that uh, Mark Tupper, uh, Steve Kelly, uh, Mike, I think we all agree that that was uh, the best game ever, at least from the Illinois viewpoint. Well, there was... Rallied from an 18-point down, and... And plus, the teams were both very good. Well, that's an important part of it, yeah. Th- th- these weren't two also-rans. These were two good, really good teams that later played, later were in the Minneapolis uh, NCAA tournament, which was like a Final Four, but it was, it was regional. And, um, you know, uh, it didn't. It so happened that Illinois didn't meet Missouri, but they were both there. 
Well, Brian, Bar- that was Jim Turpin on the call from back in 1988, and Brian Barnhart has called a few of these as well. He joins us now courtside. We were supposed to get Dion, but I guess he's probably on assignment chasing down a coach or something or uh, shaking somebody's hand. So, Well, I hope so. I think he is. <laughs> <laughs> Counting on him showing up. <laughs> we just, uh, you know, you're going to do so much talking, you know, starting in a few minutes. I figured we'd let you have some rest. But I appreciate you just checking in because we want to get the scene going there and how, how the trip's been and, and what you've seen so far. Well, both teams are warming up. Illinois is wearing orange tonight, by the way, and the uh, Tigers in the gold. So orange and gold on as you uh, watch it tonight, or as we describe it for you. Uh, the team, uh, Illini, had their shoot-around. It was a very energetic shoot-around. It was very vocal as far as the guys uh, cheering each other on. So I think they're in pretty good spirits. They haven't played a lot of basketball other than in practice uh, at Ubbin or at the State Farm Center. So I think they're uh, anxious to play a game, and, had to wait all day today to play, so I think they'll be ready to go. Any sign of an orange jacket for Brad Underwood? <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, uh, but I drove a little separately from the hotel, so I didn't see him on the team bus. So uh, he might he might get it out. Uh, what is a little strange, uh, I know it was, he was only with us a year, but it is weird to see Mark Smith wearing a gold T-shirt and black and gold jersey out there right now. So, What did... Uh what did you hear in terms of attendance? Uh, Mike Kelly said this morning that he thought it was going to be around 14,000. Do you hear any more? I hear a little more than that, but I don't, I don't think it'll be a sellout by any means. But uh, I, I've seen a lot of people downtown today at the various hotels. So uh, what that translates to and at the arena, we'll see. But, I mean, it's a pretty good-sized arena, 21,000 or whatever. So, Well, this um, is a I, perfect, I, uh, perfect pre-Christmas setting, isn't it? Oh, it is. And, uh, I mean, they're, the they're renovating. They're in the process of doing some things at Union Station. The hotel there has a big light show on the arch ceiling. And, I mean, there's a lot of Illini fans hanging out there, and they're all over downtown. I've just seen people all day long just coming in as I've been around downtown, uh, checking into hotels and, and getting ready. So, yeah, it's the, it's the perfect setup. And the good news is it's at least, what, today's the 22nd, so it's three days before Christmas. I think last year was two, and that was cutting a little close. You know, uh, Scott made the point that uh, we need to get DeSumo and, and uh, Fraser playing really well together at the same time. It seems like uh, sometimes, uh, well, when they were absent, uh, Scott, you said each of them scored 25 points when the other one didn't play. Is that right? Yeah, game two of the season, Trent was out, Io scored 25. And then last game, Io was out because he was late to shoot around, and Trent scored 25. So, mm-hmm. And together they're scoring about 25 points a game. Yeah, now my man Dion just just arrived here. If you want to talk to him, all right. Well, let's you get want his. To put him on. Yeah, let's go for it. All right, here he is. He's he sat down. He's he's ready. To put your head there. You good. There, hi Dion. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Dion? What's going on? How are you? This is a game you wouldn't miss, would it? Oh, would... no, man, not unless I'm six feet under. <laughs> <laughs> You're six feet above or, or more usually, and that's uh, where I like to be. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, your thoughts on this one, this 38th edition of the Bragging Rights? Well, as, as always, you know, this, this is one of the best uh, rivalries in the country in college basketball. And with all of the storylines, of course, this is going to be even, you know, more heated. So this is going to be exciting. I, I expect the crowd to be lively, at, <laughs> you know, to say the least. And uh, very excited to see to see this game today. Now the players and Brad Underwood, I'm both and and I, uh, players on the other side too. I think they've all downplayed the whole Mark Smith thing. But how big of a deal do you think it is inside that locker room? Well, it's always a big deal when 
when your guys leave you, one guy that you, you think you have that's that's there, that you believe is for the team, and then all of a sudden he, you know, leaves and goes somewhere else. So, uh, But the you would never want your players to overplay or to overcomplicate uh, this game mentally by adding pressure or, or adding any uh, whiteboard material, you know, so that's a great job and a great idea for the coaches to really try to play this down. Where do you uh, where do you see as the 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 key element in stopping their offense? Well, I mean, Illinois is, is going to play the way they play. They're really going to pressure the basketball, as we know, try to push them out and disrupt them from getting the ball into the wings. And, and of course, if they can do that, then that stops them from getting the ball inside. Now, the real key is not going to be pressuring them or, or causing problems or even calling turnovers. It's going to have to be to make sure that that secondary defender is in place, whether they're taking a charge or whether they have to be in, in place to uh, get the defensive rebound. Hey, Dion, I know there's been a lot of memories for you around this ball game. I hope it's another memorable one tonight for you. Oh, I think it will be. <laughs> I, feel I feel pretty good. Good. All right. Hey, enjoy the enjoy the game, and we'll enjoy your call, all right? Yes, sir. All right. You guys take care. Thanks. Right. That's Dion Thomas and Brian Barnhart, courtside at the Enterprise Center, as it's called now, down in St. Louis. Bragging rights. Coming up, when we come back, our keys to the game. Brian has the coach's corner and more from St. Louis. It's fighting Illini game day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty. Rice handling it. Six for the game. Rice with a pick from Agwu. Going, Going for, the for the win. For three. And he got it. it. He got it. Oh, he my got goodness. Raimonte Rice has won the game with a three. That and was Monte Rice at the horn with the win. No chance. 62-15. 2014's a Dick Rights game a few years ago, and that was the second of five straight wins for the Illini. They're looking to make it six in a row tonight. Scott Beatty and Lauren Tate with you. Let's get you our keys to the game. They're brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign and by Loman Ray Insurance. For that kind of hooting and hollering again, well, that well, rice shot was a really hard shot. It was. <laughs> it was a very good shot. But the thing that happened with Missouri is that they lost Jonte uh, Porter. He was their best player, and that rocked them early. They're not the same team. They've settled in. they figured out how to play now uh, with this lineup. The thing you have to do is stop Tillman inside somehow. If it means double teaming from the weak side, you've got to do it. And also you gotta go, you got to pressure Mark Smith, because he likes to shoot the three, and he shoots it from fairly far out. He'll shoot from beyond the arc, pretty well beyond the arc. So you gotta, you just you gotta overplay him and and force him to drive, force him to drive, force him to try to score on the run. My key, Trent Frazier, in this ball game a year ago had kind of his coming out party with he did. 22 points. Yep. I'd like to see one as well for Io Desumu. Be great to see them both get a lot of production on the floor. The strength of this team is their guards. Really good point. We need them both to play together. You're right. Yeah, I'd like to see that. All right, Lauren, enjoy it. And, hey, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Same to you. Merry uh, Christmas to everybody. Coach's Corner is coming up, and then more from St. Louis.
Time now for the Coach's Corner. It's brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. Assistant Coach Orlando Antigua has the scout for this Bragging Rights edition. Here's Brian Barnhart with Orlando. It's Illinois basketball. We're on the Coach's Corner down here in St. Louis. Merry Christmas to everybody as we get ready for that. This game always a great tradition. Orlando Antigua is in year two of this tradition. What do you think of the first time around? Uh, it was incredible. It's, it's just what you expect a Bragging Rights game to be about. It's what... Uh, it lived up to all the hype prior to uh, going through that first experience from all the stories and all the matchups and the history and uh, the one possession games and all the all the uh, everything you heard about it. It lived up to it, which yeah. which is pretty impressive. I know there was a time, <clears throat> and Chin and I were laughing about this and, and explaining to some of the uh, newcomers on the team how loud it gets in that gym where we were sitting next to each other on the bench and could not hear each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's when you know their place is rocking. It's, 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 it's one of the great rivalries in college basketball. And it was a reason on our end of the floor with all of our fans it was rocking last year is because we got off to a great start last year. We did. We did. We came out and uh, um, defended really well and got some, some, some quick turnovers and we were able to get in transition and get some baskets. And um, it, it, was a, it was a great, great feeling for, for our guys. And... Um, you know, hope, we hope to have that kind of repeat, repeat performance. Well, just looking at our stats, and I was talking with Coach about this earlier, about how defensively, you just look at the numbers, we've, we've gotten better here lately. We've grown, we've gotten better, and what you, expect, what you would expect from a, a, a young and experienced team having the kind of schedule that we had early on, um, some growth. And, and more importantly than the games, I think it's been the, the, the amount of time that we've been able to practice here um, the last few weeks. Um, it's really helped us get to the understanding and get to where, where we're growing and taking steps in the right direction. And speaking of that, you work with the big men all the time, but, I mean, Samba, he's still got to learn some things defensively. But offensively, yeah. you can see the skill there. Yeah, 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 Samba's skilled. And, and uh, you know, we, we're going to ask a lot of him and ask a lot of uh, Adonis when they get the chance to play. Obviously, Georgie's been been phenomenal. Um, so that they're, the more reps and, and the more practice and, and the more film we sit and watch, the more growth that they have, and, and that's, that's good to see. Yeah, looks to me like the ceiling for all of those guys is pretty high, but Georgie in particular, at this stage as a freshman, the things he can do already, it's kind of exciting to think about what all he could do. Yeah, yes, uh, you know, Georgie has to, has to continue to continue to get better, continue to work, and, um, you know, we're, we're more than elated to, to where he's at at this point, but knowing that his ceiling is, is a lot higher. He's got his hands full tonight, though, Jeremiah Tillman. Yeah. Uh, big men always take a little longer, as you know, to develop. And, uh, well, he seems to be coming around here. Yeah, yeah, he's coming off a career night uh, uh, against Xavier. And, and obviously, um, super talented kid, great feet, good hands, and, and a huge physical body. So, um, you know, we, we prepared all our big guys because uh, they all get a, we'll have a, ch- a shot at him in terms of trying to keep him away from uh, receiving the ball on the block in areas where he can – really impact the game and off the glass. Yeah, it seems like they push it up early maybe in the possession, and if they don't get anything right away, if they if they don't take a quick shot, they kind of work it into him eventually? Yeah, they, they, they're, their onus is that. They're, you know, 30% of their offense is catch and shoot, and, and the rest of it is to try to get Tillman the ball inside somewhere, and they, they do it various ways, and so uh, we're going to have to do a great job of, of putting uh, great pressure on the guards and on their wings, not allowing a lot of wing entry plays so that they can get the ball in position to him because when he does get it he's going to call he'll cause a lot of problems and put fouls on guys and and 
and just like he did against Xavier, he just you know he'll, he'll be able to score the ball. Mm -hmm. And overall, their pace of play is pretty slow. Uh, it's pretty slow. It's one of the slowest in um, in the country. But you know, when you're playing this, these kind of rivalry games, <laughs> you you can crumble up stats, mm -hmm. you can crumble up records. Know that it's going to be a, a really competitive game, and you know, uh, in an emotional game like this, the team that stays the most disciplined and stays in character does the little things. Uh, is usually the team that comes out ahead. Yeah, I like that. Crumble up the records. That's yeah, good. yeah, That's you can forget, all, forget about all that. <laughs> all right, we're back with Orlando Antigua after this on the coach's corner from St. Louis. Missouri Tigers come in seven and three. They a couple of common opponents. Uh, one, they played Oregon, or excuse me, Iowa State earlier this year, yeah. and they also just beat Xavier. Yeah, yeah, they they played uh, two of the teams that we played out in Maui. Um, obviously, at different times, played at, at Iowa State was one of their road games, and and uh, got Xavier at home. Um, and, and uh, you know, had a great showing against Xavier. Yeah, mm -hmm. They were really, really physical in that game. Did a good job of, of you know, they, they, they're really, really good defensively in terms of uh, scouting you out and, and not letting you the initial penetration. So we're going to have to do a really good job of terms of cutting hard, moving hard, and, and trying to move the ball and not I'll beat, beat them off the bounce because they're going to be in the gaps. They're going to be in the lane. Mm -hmm. We know very much about what Mark Smith is capable of doing, his outside shooting. He showed us that last year. Yeah. Uh, he certainly has stepped that up to another level, I think, this year. Well, he's, he's grown. He's matured, and, and it's what happens when you go from freshman to sophomore year. Mm -hmm. um, you, you get better, and, and, and Mark's a talented talented kid, and uh, it's been shooting the ball extremely well and, and leading the SEC in three-point shooting percentage at about 47%. We know that, that he can do that. We know how physical he can be. So he's going to be a good challenge for us, but I think our guys are going to be up for that. <laughs> well, they know him pretty well. And uh, Pickett, of course, is also playing a bit. Tell us about him and Geist and Perrier, the other starters. Yeah, uh, uh, Pickett plays the wing for him. He's another active guard, long. He's quick. That um, does a great job of, of trying to get and create uh, second and third opportunities by using his quickness and his length. He's averaging almost uh, one and a half offensive rebounds per game, so we have to do a good job. Geist is their, their leader. He's, uh, he's the head of the snake. Um, he leads the team in scoring, leads the team in assists. Uh, he does a great job of, of, you know, he did a great job last year in the second half against us when he got going a little bit, started making some shots and when, the, when they made their run. So someone that we're going to have to make sure we keep an eye out on him and uh, make, make his catches tough, make his shots difficult. We've got to run him off the three-point line make him finish at the rim and not foul him. <clears throat> and defensively, um, I know Quanzo Martin, of course, played on those Big Ten title teams with Gene Cady yeah. uh, and the Big Dog and all that, uh, all that bunch. Uh, similar type defensive efforts? Yeah, they're, 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 the teams uh, and, and, and Quanzo's teams of all, everywhere he's been, have taken on his personality and have been physical, hard-nosed teams, and he, they pride themselves on that, on that identity. And no different than here. Um, but we, we also pride ourselves on our defense and, and, you know, we want to try to score quickly. We want to play off of our defense and get in transition, get easy buckets and then see if we can get this, this game played in the high 70s. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say any, any stat that will, at the end of the game will stand out that we want to accomplish that will be like, hey, other than we scored more points. Any, yeah, well, that's, all, that's always the stat that you want to <laughs> look at. Um, um, obviously turnovers. Uh, forced turnovers, forcing their turnovers, uh, offensive rebounds, limiting their uh, offensive rebounds. They're getting almost about 10 and a half, 11 a game. And um, and, and for us, a uh, high level of assists in the free throw line. Yeah. Hey, Coach, Merry Christmas. Good luck. Merry Christmas, B. All right, see you later. All right, that's Orlando Antigua, and this has been the Coach's Corner here from St. Louis.
Thanks, Brian and Orlando. That'll do it for the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Plenty more of this bragging rights coverage coming from St. Louis in just a moment. I'm Scott Beatty. I'll be back with you after the ball game for the Fasteners Etc. postgame show right here on Newstock 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, News Gazette Media Stations.